This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Now, a special presentation. Reaction and analysis of the debate. From the Blaze Radio Network. Home and our colleague Jay Severin once again with post-debate analysis commentary and a whole lot of yuck yucks. Hopefully you'll join us on Twitter. That's at Skip Lacombe, at Doc Thompson, and at J underscore Severin. By the way, it's at Doc Thompson Show. Doc Thompson Show, excuse me. It's your Twitter account. I'm the one, I was so worried about getting Jay's right, <laughs> I, I screw mine up. Uh, we've been using the hashtag uh, Blaze Radio Network and, of course, uh, most people using hashtag GOP Debate. So, uh, Jay Severin. Oh, uh, damn. Give us your, yeah, what do you, <laughs> give us your uh, your big takeaway, big winners and losers. What do you got, buddy? Good evening. How are you guys? Doing well, sir. Doing great. Brothers in arms. Well, I don't think anybody's disappointed. If anyone no. is, uh, anyone's expectations for a presidential campaign, you know, a year and a half before an election are, you know, inflated expectations, it seems to me. This was great theater. This was, yep. will you guys not agree? The difference, but this was like a theater doubleheader. You like you like tourists going to New York City, and they see a, a matinee in the afternoon, and then a play at, at another one at night. In the afternoon, they see Death of a Salesman, you know, something by <laughs> Eugene O'Neill, Dark Death, Dying, Dying Death, and then the evening uh, show is Hair, and everyone's dancing around the stage, you know, and if that's, that was the difference between the debate at six and the debate at eight Eastern. Absolutely. And I am uh, I, I tweeted out right before the second debate. I said there's three things I'm looking for personally uh, to see what happens with this. Number one, can Jeb Bush rebrand himself? Because that's what they're doing. Will Donald Trump stumble? And three, can Ted Cruz break through? And yes, Ted Cruz broke through. This may be his moment. Uh, Skipper? No, I, I absolutely agree. I was uh, very impressed with him. I think one of the things that has been holding him back is his uh, his manner in speaking. And I think that tonight we, we saw a different Ted Cruz, a more passionate Ted Cruz, one that was, was speaking on. more off the cuff, one that wasn't so worried about not stepping in it and just speaking from his heart. And he pokes some people in the eyeball. Good. I loved it. Thought he was the clear winner this evening. Help me here. Help me. Help me. Or as Ray Charles said it, it, toward the end of... Uh, I don't know what it was, but one of the great songs he did, and he said toward the end, I wish I had someone to help me sing this song, and then the Raylettes come in, okay? so <laughs> We'll be the Raylettes, yes, okay. Be the Raylettes for just a moment and help me. I'm a Ted Cruz guy, have been for years. Uh, and you're always, or put it another way in another song title, you always hate the one you... Blank. Love, love is that what you're yes. looking for? Yes. Oh, okay. And so, thank you, right. thank you, you erudite partners, you. And as I watched the debate, I'm going to admit to something. Any review of my commentary or my admission now is that I was probably tougher on Ted than mm -hmm. maybe I ought to have been, or needed to be, or accurately would have been. But uh, I didn't feel the breakthrough. I thought Ted's everyone needed to do something tonight. Somebody needed to do something and they were all different, right? Every single candidate needed to do something different. And for some it was I need not to lose. I just need to hold my position. 
That was a Ben Carson. Um, I need to get out of there without bleeding to to death, right? I need to get out of there without hemorrhaging before I can get off stage. For others, it was more ambitious. I need to score double-digit points by doing this or somewhere in between. I thought Ted needed to, if anyone needed to rebrand himself, I thought, uh, I don't disagree that that, uh, that, uh, Jeb did. Heb, Heb. Uh, But I, I, I thought that Cruz needed to make the human connection you know ted my pal uh, the, the connection that way and maybe i'm wrong maybe people don't want that anymore i didn't feel he made that i thought he i thought he really did i've been really critical of him uh, through all of these debates i'm like i i know he can get this done we know he's a debater we know he's smart we he's passionate i haven't felt it in the past right. this is the first time i thought he did i thought he he brand, he um he rallied everybody on the stage and unified them and a lot of us watching against a common enemy of the media and that's that's what leaders do they rally people yeah, together at right a common goal Doc, you're, um, you're right about that he was passionate he was certainly less if, mm-hmm. if you could characterize whatever his faults quote unquote may have been hitherto he was certainly this evening less of that you know and more of what he needs to be i i i cer- even i certainly agree with that but i Again, maybe uh, maybe you all walrus hurt the one you love, and maybe I was tougher <laughs> on him. I just wondered whether he made that connection, I mean, because he's clearly brilliant and clearly not Dr. No. You know, he doesn't come out of it, as you just astutely said. He doesn't make trade in, like, negativity to make his name. Jay, morticians have told tales for years about a strange <laughs> phenomena what? where the buildup of gas in a corpse will cause it to spontaneously move, sometimes even sit up, and the expelling of the gas it will make a sound that almost makes them appear to be verbally communicating. I think that's what we witnessed tonight with Jeb Bush, because his cl- campaign clearly died days ago. We called the time of death yesterday morning at 6.12 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think that's what it is. It, it's just the gas built up and he moved on stage. That's. I think probably many people have mistaken a coincidental rigor mortis <laughs> erection for campaign life. And... And I think that that's a conflation uh, because I, I, I agree with you. I think his major, I mean, let's, to be as fair as possible, tactically speaking, uh-huh. I think that Jeb Bush had too many targets. That is to say, his to-do list for tonight, guys, mm-hmm. was too broad. Everyone had something they needed to do or mm-hmm. avoid having done to them. Jeb Bush went in there tonight and his to-do list had 37 items on it and to focus on 37 items or seven items, you know, you know, in this, with all this pressure, with all that's at stake to focus on seven things is to focus on nothing. We're going to offer some more commentary and analysis coming up after a short break. Uh, We want you to chime in. What do you think? 888-900-3393. Join us on the phones. 888-900-3393. If you use the hashtag, use Blaze Radio Network. And the best tweet tonight will be eligible to win or will win a copy of Glenn Beck's new book, The Immortal Nicholas. We'll even autograph it. Well, we'll get Glenn to autograph it. It's all coming up on the Blaze Radio. This is a special post-debate presentation, reaction and analysis of the GOP debate on the Blaze Radio Network.
Doc Thompson, Skip Lacombe, Jay Severin, heard nationally on the Blaze Radio Network, coming to you via New York, via Boston, via Bentonville, Arkansas. Wow. That kind of loses something there, doesn't it? (laughs) Trailed off there at the end a bit. All right, don't forget, get get those tweets in with the hashtag Blaze Radio Network to be eligible to win a copy of Glenn Beck's The Immortal Nicholas on sale now. For details, go to glennbeck.com. The best uh, tweet tonight. Doc, what was that hashtag hashtag. again? That's uh, hashtag Blaze Radio Network. And uh, oh, the best tweet damn. will okay. get this Because I, I want to apologize yeah. to my mm-hmm. audience. I was alternately tweeting tonight at hashtag Mr. America, hashtag <laughs> free fresh fish, and hashtag fortunes told uh-huh. and free estimates on aluminum siding. Yeah, those will so not I, get you in the drawing tonight. Those will not get no. you in the contest. So, Sadly, yeah. unfortunately. Also get the phone calls, uh, 888-900-3393. Got the tweets coming in. Tweets that may be eligible for the contest tonight. For instance, Brian in Nebraska tweeted, Who is this Kasich and why is he not in the Democratic debate? Okay. <laughs> well I said. Put, after Kasich came back, I mean, he was horrible. I put him near the bottom tonight, but... I uh, tweeted, I hope someone, when he gave his final wrap-up, he was still a jerk to the end. I put, I hope someone gives Kasich a swirly in the men's room after the debate. And meanwhile, Deacon Blue (laughs) replied to that, I thought he gave himself a national swirly tonight. (laughs) Wait, I don't know what a swirly is. That's uh, that's where you stick someone's head in the toilet and uh, flush it. It'd be easier oh, for us to show you, Jay. Wow. Yeah. It'd be much oh. easier for us to just show you. Maybe Miss oh, uh, is, is Mrs. Jay okay. around? Is she standing by? She can help us with the visual. <laughs> Sorry, here. I asked. Okay. <laughs> uh, Zach also tweeting: Are these moderators having a douche off? <laughs> Which seemed to be a, a very common theme tonight in terms of criticism from the CNBC moderators. Listen, I'm the first one to to defend the moderators when pe- people want to jump on them, sometimes unfairly. But when the the little chicky poo on there said to Donald Trump, blah, 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 and he said, wait, I never say that. And she goes, well, where did I read that? Wait a minute. You're calling him on something that you're supposed to know the facts. Where was your research? You don't ask a question if you don't have it. He says, you you wrote it. And and the place (laughs) erupts in applause. Talk about jujitsu. That's politics. I read a story about a bat boy that eats cans that apparently got through the airport. I mean, what do you have to say about that? It's a national inquirer. It must have been legitimate. Uh, Tweets still coming in. One from David Gunn saying, Cruz's one-two punch attacks CNBC, wins hearts, then cracks marijuana joke. Shows likability. Okay, here's the high water mark of the whole night, and it's the moment I think if Ted Cruz becomes president, you clock it. This is the one where he finally started coming into it. Uh, do we have the clip of him going after the media and, and kind of unifying everyone on stage? Here it is. The questions that have been asked so far in this debate illustrate why the American people don't trust the media. This is not a cage match. And you look at the questions, Donald Trump, are you a comic book villain? Ben Carson, can you do math? John Kasich, will you insult two people over here? Marco Rubio, why don't you resign? Jeb Bush, why have your numbers fallen? How about talking about the substantive issues people care about? Okay, that's his uh, highlight reel. 
Here's the thing. Um, he was he was great. He went down the list of these stereotypes that the media uh, you know paints everybody with. I want you to know, he, he still didn't even mention Rand Paul. Rand Paul didn't even get mentioned in that list. So sad. that's how Very much Rand sad. has fallen. He didn't that even... that Hoyt. I mean, the uh, I mentioned today in the show that starting about ten days ago, I started to hear from members of the media. You know the the memes that crop up out of. Apparently nowhere, but we know they crop up. Uh, the parenthood is traceable directly without DNA tests to the, you know, the fact sheet, quote unquote, that comes out from the, you know, Democrat National Committee every day to consultants and other people who, you know, go on TV and do their work for them. But about 10 days ago, guys, I first heard the Rand Paul death watch. Yeah. And nothing hurts. I mean, for obvious reasons. Like, if you gave a dollar to Rand Paul, if you're planning to give a dollar to Rand Paul, if you're, you know, you're thinking, and most people, you know, have at this point two, three, four candidates they could be for. It probably, I assume your experience as well as mine. Yeah. People, like, you know, have two, three, four people they could, you know, really love and vote for. In this circumstance, that is the most ugly, nasty, effective, dirty politics you could possibly perform, and you would expect it would come from an opponent, guys. But, you know, it's coming from the media. I don't know what it is suddenly that caused them to do that. But in 10 days, I've now heard 20 times there's a, a, a Rand Paul death watch. And it's, a, as you know, it can become and often does a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, I'm not sure it's so, so much that's the, the media's criticism of it, other than the fact that the Rand Paul campaign is actually on a death watch they, right they are, now. Yeah. You know, they've, been hurting, <laughs> they've been hurting for a long time. We've been critical of their yeah. campaign for months. I scored Rand bottom tonight. Yeah. Absolute I, worst. Bottom of the barrel. I think he, he did the, I mean, with, without question, the worst in terms of handling himself, bringing himself across as a reasonable person and trying to win likability. I mean, when you take a look at the metrics on any side of it, there is no way that Rand Paul had any benefit from tonight tonight only hurt Rand Paul Rand Paul as I tweeted at these at these debates started out uh remember the first debate he came out he was going to be the tough guy and kind of arm wrestle Trump and kind of got manhandled yeah. a little bit and people said he was angry and he hasn't been able to find his identity tonight his identity that he tried apparently was 70s porn star <laughs> hey baby here's what I got here's what's going on what do you think and I'm like, what What are you doing? What is that delivery? You're like, too cool for school, above it all? Hey, kids, if you like yep. this, great. I got some more behind the school. And to add to it, Doc, he, uh, as I tweeted earlier, he made what many of us regard as the mortal, only because it's pathetic, sin of joining Jim Webb by begging for recognition. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and That's a great call. That's a great call. Right? Can you not do that or what? Like right. when they call on you and you say, instead of bang, you jump in and you make your point. You know, it's like you're, you're two guys. There's a girl. You're out at a bar. Your buddy is dominating the conversation. You're frustrated. And the girl turns to you and says, so what do you like? And you say, well, it's about time. You know, I mean, you've been talking to him for 20 minutes. I mean, you bitch. You know, I mean, it's my turn now. It's finally my turn. I finally have a chance. Yeah. You know, I mean, it does not exactly accomplish your strategic goals. (laughs) Well, and and Mike Huckabee uh, headed down that Jim Webb road a little bit, too. I I think. Is that his name? Huckabee? Is that him? All right. Let me get to one more. Iowa. 
Let me in get our other, lifetimes. Let me get to the other clip of um, of Ted, Ted Cruz. Cruz tonight because uh, it shows the two type uh, the two sides of Ted Cruz and what he did well tonight. Then we'll get some of your calls. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So Ted first of all slams the media. Then he offers up a little with the yuck yucks, which is kind of out of character for him. We're, we're clearly not having that beer you mentioned. Um, <laughs> But I'll give you 30 more seconds. But I'll to buy resp- a tequila. Okay, all right. <laughs> or, or, or even some famous Colorado Browns. <laughs> I'll give you 30 seconds to respond. <laughs> nice. Nice, um, Ted. All hip talking about the marriage you want well done. Pot talk from Ted Cruz. <laughs> a Mary pot Jane. joke. <laughs> a pot joke. <laughs> all right, let's get some phone calls here. 888 Let's start off in Nebraska. And Rocky, you are on the blaze. How are you, Rocky? Rockers. I'm good. How are we doing today? Doing great. What, up, what were your thoughts on the debate tonight? That's a been fantastic debate. Uh, it's been the the bloodbath, I think, that you were uh, talking about today on the show there, Jay. I'm sorry. The, um, the bloodbath. Oh, out yeah. Twice. No. I mean, relatively speaking, you know, as debates go, uh, compared to others so far, yeah, great. May- I thought the CNBC moderators were just horrible. I mean, talk about slanted and pointed and nasty cuts. I mean, uh, I, I I really wish like the candidates could turn around and actually, you know, like Slap interrogate them. them, interrogate them back. You know, <laughs> like, bear in mind come on. that these guys start off the media panels. We are so propagandized from birth to believe that these people are almost I mean, virtually almighty. They sit there in the anchor chairs and we assume they know so much more than we mere mortals could ever conceive of knowing about the topics at hand. Half of them are buttholes who don't know as much as a bright high school sophomore about the subject matter. (laughs) Now you take it and you shift it to a specialized network, which is a business network. In their minds, they'd like to keep it to business. But these candidates are a force of nature, a force of physics. You can't keep it to business. So now you've lost whatever sort of expertise or moral, you know, intellectual authority you you might have had, and you're kind of holding on to a to a wild horse. And it's I kind was, of funny. I was, I was I was really proud. Uh you played the clip earlier of Cruz and uh you know, he was talking about how they were being uh really nasty in their questions and stuff. And Trump and Carson uh, they both followed up and did the same thing. And I, I think that's kind of what we need to do right now in this country is we need to we need to actually ferret out these these mainstream media people who put all this spin on the questions. We're we're fighting an uphill battle as long as they control the microphones with the questions. All right, Rocky. It's Thanks so much. Whoops, I'm sorry. Let you me bet. let me uh, jump in here, Rocky. Thanks so much for the call. I really appreciate it. We're gonna we're gonna move on. And get a quick break in here. We got a bunch more calls to get to. We've got uh, people stacking deep right now. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. What'd you think of the debate? How did you score it? Any highlights, lowlights? Anything you want to comment on? And also get those tweets in with the hashtag Blaze Radio Network, and you'll be in the uh, running. For the best tweet that we'll get, a copy of Glenn Beck's new book, The Immortal Nicholas. Check out details at glennbeck.com. More coming back next on the Blaze Radio Network. 
The debate is done, but the conversation isn't. This is Reactions and Analysis of the Debate from the Blaze Radio Network. and analysis of the debate from the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> Johnny Mac oh tweeted. What, what did he just tweet? Uh, great tweet from Johnny Mac. How were they able to get Chris Christie from Philly to Denver in such a short time? <laughs> Hashtag blimp on the loose. <laughs> hey, hey now, Johnny Mac. Hey, it's tweets like that right there, right there that are really, really funny. Yes. Uh, of course, he used someone sent me one that was photoshopped, Radio. and it showed the blimp with Chris Christie's head on it, and his his hands extended, and like oh, oh, like floating away. Oh man, I peed my pants. Now I'm going to uh, give Chris great. Christie a little bit of credit. He was really lame through most of the debate, and then towards the end, Jeb started to make a little rally and uh, connect with people over football and fantasy league, their fantasy league, and all this. And people are like, oh yeah. And then Chris Christie offered this up in rebut. Hold on, I, I need Carl, to interject. Carl, are we really talking? So here, Carl, are we really this. talking about getting we have government, a government involved in fantasy football? It, 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 we have. Wait a second. We have 19 trillion dollars in debt. We have people out of work. We have ISIS and Al Qaeda attacking us, and we're talking about fantasy football. Can we stop? I got to give it to Chris Christie. That was one of the two times that Jeb started to make connection. Christie slammed him there. The other time was early in the debate. Jeb started to make a connection, and Rubio nailed him. So he was he was done. Let's get some calls may here, say, uh, Jay. Yeah, may I say ahead, that that was yeah. like it reminded me, Doc and Skip, of and this is very distasteful. I'm not. I mean, I, I find it distasteful too, uh, even as a reference. But <clears throat> pops to mind. It's like clubbing the baby seals, uh, you know, in the Aleutian Islands. At that point, clubbing Christie was sport. Because he clearly was flailing, uh, and I'm and I'm sorry, uh, clubbing even Jeb at that point uh-huh. was like clubbing the, you know the helpless baby seals too. I mean that you get into the ugly minutes of the you know the last quarter or whatever it is uh, of the debate, and people realize they haven't done what they needed to do, and they start flailing, and that's that's the ugly time. That's part here's, of the ugly here's, time. Here's the thing, though, Jay. Here's the thing on it. It's like um, it's like running the score up on somebody who's always yes. been a bully, though. That's yeah. the difference. It's not running it up on somebody who's been a nice guy. It's running it up on someone who's been a, someone who deserves it. All right, That's phone true. calls, 888 Let's go to our west of the Rio Grande line and a Brayson uh, in Arizona. <laughs> you are on the blaze. You only have one. How's it going, line? Brayson? Hey, Doc, Skip, and Guru Jay holding down the blaze. Well, Guru Jay. Holy it. cow. Yeah, I, it's finally great to see uh, my man Ted finally pulling it out because I got to tell you, talking to people, neighbors and whatnot, you know, he's so polished, you'd say, well, you're you're almost afraid to tout him because you say, well, he's too presidential or he's too well-spoken. And it was finally nice to see, see him come off as a normal person. And, uh, I'm so glad you, you know, feel that props, props way. I mean, I him. really, props that's been him. my doubt and I, uh, the source of my doubt. And that you think that is very encouraging to 
I think anyone who's a crew supporter, as I am. So glad to hear that, man. Well, and, and the thing, and, you, and I've, heard, I've heard you, you know, at all hours as well, Jay, I, I hear this that, you know, Ted is, he, he's polished, he's, he's very well educated, and I keep looking back at clips of Reagan, and I'm like, is this what we're seeing again? Is this what's happening again? Why are we afraid to let this happen again? And I think it's because we've been fed by the media so much. More calls coming up next. Brayson, thanks so much, buddy. You're listening to reactions and analysis of the GOP debate. The Blaze Radio Network. Now, a special presentation. Reaction and analysis of the debate. From the Blaze Radio Network. I'm doing more of the reaction, and Jay Severin is doing more of the analysis. That's kind of our roles here. I'm kind of reactionary. How dear mother son of a... (laughs) I'm basically just here to retweet. He's just here to retweet. That's all it is. And Jay gives more of the... The thought-filled uh, uh, experience, campaigning. Uh, oh, man, we're in trouble. <laughs> it's Doc Thompson and Skip Lacombe <laughs> along with Jay Severin of the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks so much for joining us. Got some of your calls coming up. And also got some more clips to share with you from uh, tonight's debates. But just want to touch on the uh, biggest winners and losers as far as the performance goes tonight. Um, uh, first up, I'll run down mine. I think Ted Cruz, clear winner. Uh, Marco Rubio, second. Um, if I had to put the next couple in order, and some of these could flip-flop either way, a distant third, I would reluctantly put Donald Trump. Ben Carson, uh, kind of fourth, but tying with Trump. If we're real close there anyways. Uh, Carly, probably fifth. Then Christie, Jeb, Huckabee, Kasich, and Rand Paul at the bottom. Skip Lacombe. Yeah, actually, about uh, 20 minutes or so before the debate ended, you and I both were running down our list of people, and uh, you and I had the exact same uh, uh, 10 in that exact order, too. I think Cruz— Were you copying uh, off of my paper? I was, and no, I couldn't even see. I think Cruz, head and shoulders, was above all. Um, Rand Paul was a another a huge disappointment again, too. Failed to, to make any sort of headway. So, yeah, that's my top and bottom. Uh, Jay Severin, your thoughts? Uh, firstly, if we're if I'm the thoughtful component of the show, yes. you're going to need a bigger <laughs> boat. Uh, okay. Don't worry, we're going to hear from Ty in a second, so All that'll right. help us out. Other than that, okay, who won? Who lost? Uh, as I said, as we've been doing on my show, and as I said today, won and lost. And over my many years of experience in making my living, and I, I actually ate. Uh, so I guess that means I won more than I lost. But over my lifetime in politics, you know, you learn how to score these things. And it's really never a clear winner and loser sure, or winners sure. and losers. Oh, it's that, yeah. who who went in. You know, they all went in knowing they needed to do X or Y mm-hmm. or couldn't, you know, couldn't screw up. All right. Who did what they needed to do? Who failed? Answer. Trump won by not losing. I predict that Trump will have lost no ground this evening. He may not have gained any, but I predict the polls, the good to. ones, will show he didn't have to. Exactly. Right. He's ahead. He can play stall ball. And I think Trump won by not losing. And I mean won. I mean, you know, well, it's, it's Carson, not unimportant. Would you say Carson did about the same, though, too? Because he really didn't uh, have to lose a lot of ground. My next note is okay. same for Carson. Carson needed to not lose. And he won by not losing. He's still going to be in first or second place. 
Rubio, I think, scored the biggest. I think relative to where he was, where he needs to go, and what he needed to do. I think Rubio, relative to himself and his position, did more for himself tonight than relatively anyone else did. I still think Ted Cruz tied. That's okay for him because his has been a holding pattern as the inheritor of a crumbling Trump and or Carson campaign where he is the natural inheritor of those votes. But maybe the headline, which I buried, Bush lost badly, in my view, by virtually any measure by the standard we're discussing. Whatever Bush needed to do tonight, guys, did he come out ahead of where he was? I don't think so. No, definitely. I think you're absolutely right. In fact, and that's why we have Jay Severin here for the analysis portion of the uh, the debate coverage. By the way, look for Let Jeff me Bush's my campaign yes. to appear on AMC uh, in the near future <laughs> as part of their Walking Dead series. Uh, Ty, spin of the dials, Radio Silent, New York City this evening. Uh, who do you big winners and big losers? How did you score them? Um, I was a little different than you guys. Um, I thought Rubio won. I don't like his politics, but I feel like he connected with people for whatever reason. So I was sort of impressed with that based on just how he took down Jeb and how he basically they brought up about 100 things that he does wrong. And he seemed to deflect all of them and came out better. So I think that was fairly impressive. Obviously, Cruz. And then the one was I'm really impressed more and more with how calm Dr. Carson's able to be. He was the quietest guy on stage, yet he got interrupted the least. I think that's a unique skill, and I was sort of impressed with that, and I think that's going to break through. Plus, I mean, he, he had really good content, and that is his game. That's what he's known for. And he also had some some pretty good moments where he took charge or whatever. I think, yeah, he did fine. Um, what do you think? The, One thing, the, though, the let's Trump not be misled, yeah, if mm-hmm. I may. Let's not be misled as often we are, understandably, in our culture by the prefix doc, because we think because it says doc before the name that still waters run deep. In fact, I think I'm proof. Of we know that not right to be there. true. No, and no, in and in the candidate's that. case, uh, <laughs> what we have is a narcoleptic. Posing as someone who's mild-mannered. <laughs> that, that, that could be the case, but I thought he came off well. I think Jeb's done. I think Christy, he tried. He's done. Rand's done. Kasich's done. And Trump eviscerated Kasich early. And I think it's time for him to just go home and stay home. It's he just over. took him out to the woodshed. <laughs> it was he really did. bad. He, the Lehman Brothers thing, he destroyed him. And it happened early, so there was time to forget. But when they played the highlights... That Trump hit, he might not have hit a lot of home runs. That was a home run early, and that's probably all he needed to do for the whole night. The uh, the only when they broke back to Kasich in the commercial breaks, he was still hosing his waist (laughs) off his leg, and that's never a sign of strength in a debate like this. There's uh, there's only five candidates I think at this point that should even we should even allow on stage and hear from anymore. The rest is just nonsense, and it's Cruz, Rubio, Trump, Carson, and Carly. I think, in my opinion, those are the only ones that even even matter. Um, we're going to get some calls coming up. Uh, 888-900-3393. It's 888-900-3393. We got the tweets coming in with the hashtag Blaze Radio Network. It's Blaze Radio Network. I do want to spend just a moment and not much more on the the junior debate that happened oh. earlier in the evening. Oh. Jay, Jay, do you realize oh. there Must were... Must I relive it? <laughs> there were more people on stage at the junior debate than is left in the entire Democrat Party running for president officially. 
Oh, oh, the, I, you know, I it's our job, you know, and I know and even if it weren't. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm just going to say it, it was painful. But there was one interesting moment. I, I would like to play a clip. And here's the one clip that, that I found really interesting. And it's of Lindsey Graham. So to the Chinese, when it comes to dealing with me, you got a clenched fist or an open hand. You pick. The party's over to all the dictators. Make me commander-in-chief, and this crap stops. Jay, did, did you hear Lindsey Graham butching it up? Did you, did you hear him? The problem is the clenched fist is hidden. That's all I'll say on this. Well, and the open hand just simply refers to a bitch slap, I'm assuming. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'll give you either good. one, folks. I'll give you either one he's you like. I'll give you the, I'll give you the open hand. I'll give you the clenched fist. <laughs> Jay, I had been a great around tweet. politics a long time, a long time, and you understand what happens with these campaigns when when their candidates on stage and their people are running around and their support network is there. Yep. Here's my question, and I know this is probably just speculation from you, but that's okay. While Lindsey Graham was on stage doing the clenched fist versus open hand. You know, a little monologue there. <laughs> Do you think Is this Senator an John Lee McCain film? <laughs> Do you think Senator John McCain was just offside of the stage, going right on? Do you think that was waiting well, to embrace him when he date. he was no, just? No, he's, he's, about just to, he's about to start flowers. the slow clap. You know, when he like people start slow clapping, it's I think what he's probably right. going for. You got a tweet there, Jay? You wanted to share? Oh, I did. I had a great tweet, and I and I feel so awful. I'm not. I think it was from Rats Out Loud, but I'm not sure. And so I've either you know helped or hurt somebody, but I'll find out and mention it tomorrow. But uh, after that, he very simply, whoever sent it said, "If I had a kid like him, I'd live in a bar too." <laughs> okay. All wow. right. Let's go to some calls. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All right, let's get to uh, Eric now in San Antonio. You are on the Blaze Radio Network. How's it going, Eric? Doc, what's Chip. happening, brother? And Guru Jay. Holy cow! How y'all doing? <laughs> we are great. Hey. How's it going, Eric? <laughs> oh, I'm doing. I'm doing just fine. Just uh, one one quick uh, throw out to y'all. Y'all used to put me to sleep when I used to get off a night shift. Now y'all wake me up before I go into my. Uh, newly promoted job at Walmart uh, in the morning, so I listen to y'all whenever I'm tossing milk and eggs and this, that, and the other. Speaking of that... um, Onward and upward, man. Exactly. And uh, uh, I was more interested... Well, well, let me... uh, I didn't tell... um, It was it Ty or Cal uh, screening calls. I don't want to misidentify it. It doesn't doesn't matter. matter. They're all the same. They're all also rads. Whoever your screen caller is, it's like Jeffy on Glenn's show. It doesn't matter. Basically. They're anyway, all also um, Rand's Pauls. Go ahead. Oh, wow. Um, I'm low blow, man. That may have been anyway. also Rand's. R-A-N-D-S. Speaking of low blow. Okay. Anyway, anyway, uh, I, was, uh, uh, I was amazed because CNBC didn't live stream this for free. Fox News did. CNN did uh, for both of their debates. But I had to jump through hoops to, to – to be able to watch this thing, because I like watching, I'm a video guy, so I like watching mannerisms and all that good stuff. I had to sync myself to watch another channel uh, to watch it in live, uh, on live debate. But literally, I was more interested in how many Jumbo Johnson eggs I was going to order for Skip than what I was in this debate. I mean, it, 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 it was that bad. 
I mean, the questions were horrible. And I'm just like, and, and Christie, to his credit, came out and said, we're talking about fantasy football. We got people cutting people's heads off. And you're talking about fantasy football? And, oh, by and the way. And more people, a lot more people were interested. If you could do the dials for people's brainwaves at the moment they actually woke up and went, huh? What? Huh? That was the yeah. moment they mentioned fantasy football. And, and I, got, I, got, I got the tweet of the night. I don't do Twitter. But, but uh, tweet, uh, Twitter, I mean. But I got the tweet of the night. Jeb Bush, Anya, you go home now. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, thank you so much for the call tonight. Let's, uh, 888 is the phone number to get in. Let's go to uh, Blake now in Missouri. You are on the Blaze Radio Network. How's it going, Blake? Hey, Blake. I'm doing pretty good, guys. Good to talk to you again. Nice Welcome. to have you on. What do you think of the debate tonight? Well, um, I have to say, I'm, I'm surprised you guys haven't covered the absolute most breaking news of all, and that's that uh, Casey Kasem is still alive. I mean, I thought that Rick Santelli was going to be one of the moderators, but I'm in the sure person of whom? <laughs> in the person of Rick Santelli. And now, Rand, we go to you. Yeah, that, it's a very telling fact that you don't know his name. That tells us a lot about what place he's in. <laughs> Yeah, well, I just have to say, I mean, I thought CNBC, of course, I thought they really, really uh, let it down. I mean, the, the questions were horrible. Um, I mean, I agree with all of your guys' analysis, um, and I, I agree with what Ty said, too, about, about Rubio and everything. I will say, though, as much as we can get upset about CNBC, can we just sit back and celebrate the fact that we do not have to put up with another Bush presidency? Well, we don't know that yet, but yet, if I could interject something yeah. really quickly. Yeah. We talked about this today. Well, we don't know, I, know that, I, I feel like, I feel like uh, we won't have to. Like, I feel like well, I, I hope real- not. I hope not, but let me say this. We, we, we recalled today that only a few weeks ago something unparalleled occurred. Two candidates joined together, competitors joined, to say to CNBC, we will not do a three-hour debate. If you don't cut it back from three to two hours, we won't do it. That was Trump and Carson. Now, far be it from me to suggest that Trump and Carson, in theory, had the most to worry about by a fact-centric, you know, uh, economics debate or questions. But those were the two, we recall now, who said, we won't do it. And they backed them down. And those liars at NBC tonight denied it. I agree with that. Um, I do have one quick question, though, a more serious question. I'm, I was I was trying to listen to uh, Ben Carson and and Kobe Fiorina with the, their answers to the questions. Do, do you guys feel like you got any real substance out of those two candidates? I mean, I don't feel like I really got a whole lot out of them. I, I mean, I'm not saying that they lost the debate, but I'm just trying to figure out, like, the, the substance of what they were trying to say. Do you feel like they really stood out today or or what? You lose by not winning if you're in sixth or seventh or eighth or ninth place. The question is, again, all relative. Do you need, if you're in ninth place, you need to go to fifth place. If you're in fifth place, you need to go to third place, et cetera, et cetera. So the real question, pardon me, is did, you know, the, the equal measure for every candidate is did you do what you needed to do or avoid doing or both in order to improve your standing. Did Carly? I don't think so. Did whomever else you mention? 
I don't think so. You're listening to a special post-debate presentation, reactions and analysis from the Blaze Radio Network. Reaction and analysis of the GOP debate. I got some of your calls coming up. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's Doc Thompson, Skip Lacombe, and uh, Jay Severin, along with uh, Ty, spinning the dials radio style in New York City this evening. Uh, by the way, if you were ticked off at uh, CNBC and their coverage, the way their moderators handled this, you were not alone. Even the GOP was ticked off, officially condemning the moderators in the way they handled it. Indeed, yeah. Ryan Priebus has released a statement now saying, Well, I was proud of our candidates the way they handled tonight's debate. The performance by CNBC moderators was extremely disappointing and did a disservice to their network, our candidates, and voters. Our diverse field of talented and exceptionally qualified candidates did their best to share ideas for how to reinvigorate the economy and put Americans back to work, despite deeply unfortunate questioning from CNBC. Wow. Reince Priebus is different than Prince, right? Uh, he's the the um, pol- politician, the formerly. RNC chair, formerly known as Reince Priebus. All right, yeah, exactly. I, I just wanted to know. I just wanted to be sure. Is he known as a symbol, or does he spell out Reince oh, Priebus? Oh, he's a symbol. He's definitely he's a symbol. symbol of something. Yeah, his statement continued. Right. One of the great things about our party is we were able to have a dynamic exchange about our uh, solutions, which secure a prosperous future. I will fight to ensure our future debates allow for a more robust exchange. CNBC should be. Ex- Excuse me. CNBC should be ashamed of how this debate was handled. Wow. It's so natural sounding. Um, <laughs> no. Well, we also had reports It's just too how that. people talk. We also had reports, too, that one of Jeb Bush's campaign spokespeople or uh, uh, chairman got into it with, CN- with a CNBC producer during the debate based off of how the questioning and debate was being handled. So that seems to be one of the, uh, the ongoing stories of tonight's debate, too, is just how CNBC handled the coverage. And... I Why think you'll learn tomorrow delayed? that was misreported. What happened was so? he was begging the guy for a job. <laughs> Bush's guy was begging him for a job. <laughs> well, and we of course the debate was delayed, what, 15 minutes or so, roughly? About that. So what was going on there? There's definitely something else, and we'll probably get some more... Uh, some more info on that coming up. A couple of quick calls, 888 Let's go now to uh, Rhode Island. Susan, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. How's Hi, it going, Susan? Susan? Hi, guys. Susan. How are you? Hi, Jay. Do- hey. Doing great. Hi, Doc. Hey. Hi, Skip. Hi. Hey there. Um, I have a great tweet. What do you tweet, got? Tweet, tweet. We'll Did be I the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding with you guys. Send us Polaroids. <laughs> I just wanted to wow. let you know Skip wants to know I... what you're wearing. Oh. <laughs> Oh, my. Old clothes. Old hang-around-the-house clothes. I'm 60 years old. You wouldn't be interested. Perfect. <laughs> well, Doc would. Perfect. Perfect. Anyway. Wow. I think that after his performance tonight and his performance at his interview with Glenn, you're going to see a poll change, a big one, for Ted Cruz next week. I do, too. And here's the thing. Ted can um, he can keep this thing going. He can keep the momentum if he does a couple of things. And I actually told Glenn this last time Skip and I were in Dallas uh, last weekend. I said if Ted Cruz wants to do well, he doesn't need to yell and scream. He just needs to speak faster, more passionately. He did that tonight. 
and he seemed he to connect. You notice later on in the debate, he he wasn't speaking as fast. He lost a little bit of the polish. Yeah. So that's yeah. it. Susan, thank you but so much. But Susan, I think a lot of people either. are joining us in the notion that uh, that some of us have been talking about for a while, and that is when you really look at this strategically, Cruz, I mean, if you believe that either Trump or Carson is the nominee, Cruz is dead duck. If you believe that neither Trump nor, Cruz, or, nor Carson is likely to survive to be the nominee, Ted Cruz is the perfect prototype to inherit that vote. We got a bunch more of your calls coming up next on this, the Blaze Radio Network. This is a special post-debate presentation with in-depth analysis from Doc Thompson, Skip Lacombe, and Jay Severin. The Blaze Radio Network. and analysis of the debate from the Blaze Radio Network. Doc and Skip along with Jay Severin doing a post-debate analysis and wrap-up. A couple of interesting observations, comments, and then some of your calls. Um, here are the times that each candidate spoke tonight. Carly Fiorina got the most time at 10 minutes and 32 seconds. I was shocked. I remember very Me little too. what she said. Did, did you Rube- have that impression, Skip? I did. Doc? I, was, I, didn't. Yeah, I was. No, not at all. I did. that surprises me. I was like, she. I knew she talked, but I don't know what she said. Marco <laughs> Rubio just over ten minutes. John Kasich comes in third with nine minutes forty-two seconds. Then Trump. Wow. Christie Huckabee. Ted Cruz fourth from the bottom with seven and a half minutes. Carson just over seven minutes. Bush second to the bottom at six thirty-nine, and Rand Paul just over six minutes. <laughs> Now here's the it thing. almost sounds like yeah. they're poll standings. Yeah, you're right. Except well, for and, Carly. Well, John Kasich came in third. They kept calling on him, and I'm saying, why are they calling on Kasich? And based on the fact how poorly he's done and how poorly people are reacting to him, and he had the third most or third uh, most time, you know, speaking. That this shows the more John Kasich speaks, the worst he does. The worse he does. Well, and also the, the media people, loves him. Why he's, they kept yeah, calling I, on him? I Jay. don't get that at all. Yeah. Now he's he's the whenever he's like a he's like a junior McCain. Whenever you find out that someone is the Democrats favorite Republican. Yep. Caveat emptor. That's it. You're absolutely right. That's what they went to. And what was with his hand gestures? Did you see that? I get a bunch of tweets on this. Bob blah, blah. You're, you left me hanging there. Skip. I love the Bob. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I was Googling caveat emptor. He put uh, emptor. Thank you. <laughs> It's uh, He put uh, both Cruz and Rubio won on ideas. However, John Kasich had the best creepy, uncontrollable hand gestures. Uh, Roger tweeted, Dan Quayle called Jeb to thank him for making him look like a genius. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Somebody else tweeted about uh, John Kasich uh, offering uh, sign language, signed the entire thing. Make sure to uh, send us your tweets, uh, your favorite, uh, the best tweet tonight. We'll get a copy of Glenn Beck's new book, The Immortal Nicholas. It'll get you a uh, autographed copy from Glenn. All right, let's get some phone calls. By the way, I think oh, yeah. I think those Kasich uh, gesticulations are left over from adolescence, and I don't think fairly we can, you know, we can delve <laughs> okay. in. Now I have to look up gesticulation, too. And adolescence as <laughs> yeah. well. 
Uh, let's go now to the Sunshine State and uh, Sean Michael. You're on the Blaze Radio Network. How's it going, Sean Michael? Thank you very much. Good evening, gentlemen. How you all doing? Hey, guys. Doing well, great. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, first and foremost, a couple of quick, quick comments. I think Donald Trump went the whole thing hands down. And How so? Why do you whole... think that? Just because of, like, Jay's analysis that he didn't have to do a whole lot, just maintain? No, it, it's just Donald Trump, you know, he's a businessman. I see, one thing people uh, keep forgetting, this guy is a businessman. He's a brilliant businessman. He, he has used the law in his favor all throughout his career, all throughout his business. He's the type of guy, I mean, he wasn't kidding. He's the type of guy that I guarantee you he would go to the countries and he would negotiate a deficit so badly that it, in our favor and so badly in, in their uh, favor, it's not even funny. I mean, the guy really knows what he's doing. He really understands business. I know a couple of these guys uh, in New York that I've done business with, and believe me, he's a very shrewd, tough businessman, number one. Number two, in regards to people keep talking about how uh, Mexico is going to pay for the wall. See, I, I don't understand why people don't pick up on that. Deficit, that de- uh, the money that Mexico takes from this country, he goes and he puts the tariff taxes on these. And very easily he could do that. And I was really d- disappointed with this guy, John Harwood. I actually sent him a tweet. I said, you know, you're a complete scum liberal media. And I said, next time you decided that you want to leave your job, I have a job for you that you could uh, pick a horse's fly out of a horse's manure with the boxing glove. <laughs> so, <laughs> the boxing glove is a nice touch. You know, Sean Michael, is. here's the thing. I am not a Donald Trump fan, and I can't vote for him because of his track record, but I like some of what he does and says. I like that he's sticking it to D.C. Here's something I'm going to give I'm him. I think he would actually get Mexico to build that wall. I really oh, believe yeah. he would do it. He would negotiate it out. Now, we may find out 20 years later somehow Mexico got Nebraska or something, but I think he would get him to pay for it. <laughs> I promise you, give me two minutes, I'm going to turn you. I'll tell you why Donald Trump is going to be a great uh, leader and a great president. First and foremost, this nation has tried everything and has failed miserably with the Bushes, with the Clintons, with this scumbag Obama. And most importantly, what Trump is, Trump is a businessman. Trump is a businessman. He, he understands that this nation needs to be run like a business. It, it, it's a capitalistic nation. It is a free nation. It cannot be run like a, uh, some democratic country like, you know, uh, uh, in, in Europe. France. This is a different... Come again? France. France. What? France. <laughs> France. France. Oh, right, France. Thanks, thanks for the call, Sean Michael. Uh, let's go now to North Carolina and Boots. You're on the uh, Blaze Radio Network. What's going on, Boots? Hey, guys, how are you? Doing great. Boots, oh, baby. What did you think of the debate hey, tonight? Doc, Doc, Doc I, I just want to know, when is the engagement party? Because it sounds like you are just ready to marry Cruz like there's no tomorrow. No, I'm. I, listen, I've, I've admitted Cruz is uh, one of my candidates. I just think he, he did really well tonight, finally. So, yes, uh, I thought he did. I, I thought he did, too. Uh, but I, I, wanted to, I, I wanted to mention uh, Ben Carson... Mm-hmm. Um, if there was a, a wait a second, between... hold on, hold up, hold up here. I'm sorry. In defense of my friend and partner, if you agree with Doc's assessment, how does that make Doc a pimp for Cruz? 
Not a pimp. He's engaged. Uh, I'm engaged. He, he different. Opened, he opened They're the in love. show with Ted Cruz. It was Ted Cruz. Well, I, I, wow. If, 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 I mean, ever, if ever there was somebody who fell in love with Ted Cruz, Doc would be that person. No, it would be me. I mean, he's. I'm going to take the heat off Doc. Believe me, they're going to no, they're going to grab on, me. Jay, hold on. Like, I listen to you guys every day, mm-hmm. and you have not been the biggest fan of Ted Cruz. I don't. I admit you like him. You've said you like him, but you've had your your questions. I've heard it in your voice when you're on the radio. Questions about everybody. But I endorsed Ted Cruz three years ago. What do okay. I have to do? Yes, I, I, yes, you know. Yes, you did. You did. I. 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 You, I, I All right. It's did. okay. I don't want to pick a fight. I love you. I just right. was asking. All right. But I, I want to. By the way, thousands. if you've seen wanna... Doc's wife. You, he's not flirting with anybody else. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, Ted Cruz ain't be his type, right. okay? It, it, yeah. It's it, it, the presidential candidate uh, uh, crush, we'll call it. You know what, okay. though? And, uh, to tell you the truth, I'm not alone in this. I think the Blaze poll, Blaze uh, listeners, Blaze, Blaze uh, viewers, listeners, is that whole Blaze or just Blaze Radio? Uh, actually, this is uh, Blaze.com, too. They put up a okay. poll. Blaze. What's that hashtag com? again? Blaze. I was trying to think which uh, who who had this, what the breakdown was, but it's Blaze. dot com. I think the poll was forty five percent said Cruz won. It's it's gone down a bit too. Last I checked, was thirty eight percent. Okay, right after it was around 40, 45, and he he led. Uh, the next okay. closest was like twenty some percent. Yeah, not not for nothing, but I just wanted to make make mention yeah. that if there ever there was a spread, and Jay, make note of this because I'm gonna I'm gonna call you later this week, uh, and and and. And and, t- and ask you about it again. Sure, but please if do. Ever there was, if ever there was a spread between uh, um, Trump and Carson, you're going to see the spread grow, and Trump is going to fall hard. Because all right, I don't care. Right. I don't care what anybody says. You put you put up the you put up, uh, bring up the clip about uh, the gay issue that they brought to Carson, and he crushed it. I mean, all right. crushed it. All right, we'll see. So far, the only dread spread of which we have compelling evidence is, holy cow, Mrs. Clinton's Botox. <laughs> <laughs> Boots, thank you so much for the call. Uh, let's, uh, uh, 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you want to get in for, uh, uh, to get another debate. Uh, let's go down to Texas now. And Bud, Bud, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. How's it going, Bud? Great. Good evening, guys. Thank you for taking you, my Bud. call. Uh, Thank you. I had uh, actually Jay and I had this conversation one time before after the first debate, Carly Fiorina on the radio because again I'm on the road and, uh, and listening to it on the radio connects at a visceral level with the audience, and I don't know. This is very it's, interesting. Uh, did you listen tonight, my friend, on the radio, or did you watch? Yeah, no, I actually listened again on the radio. You know, because, just again, quick reminder to everyone, it's a profound difference, or can be. But going back to the Nixon-Kennedy debates, and I know this is like, you know, archaeology for everyone listening, but (laughs) the the principle may hold, and that is that listeners, viewers, etc., for those who watch or view something, their perception of who won, especially in political debates, generally is profoundly different than those who listened. 
And so it is not unusual that the impressions of winners-losers is, again, not significantly, profoundly different among those who listen as opposed to those who watch. All right, thanks so much, Bud. Appreciate the comments. Uh, let's get some more. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Out uh, of the Sunshine State now, Brett. You're on the uh, the Blaze Radio Network. How's it going, Brett? Hey, how's it going, guys? Doing great. Hey, what were your thoughts on the debate tonight, man? Uh, well, you know, I mean, the debate was awesome and and whatnot. Uh, I really thought that Ted Cruz put it out there tonight and finally came out of his shell. Uh, so that was great. Uh, what I didn't understand was, you know, and I, I'm like I told the uh, the the caller uh, screener and whatnot was after the uh, debate happened, uh, you know, I watched another network not to be mentioned and uh, somebody uh, just kind of let uh, Mr. Trump slide on a lot of his stuff like he did tonight on the, the debate tonight, as far as the questions and whatnot, he didn't actually give an answer, which is what you guys have been talking about all week on the blaze. He just skates around questions and doesn't really give a full answer. This is this is a phenomenon right now, and, th- and thank you so much for your call and observations and your support as well. Donald Trump is it, it's you got to understand something. This is not for Donald Trump's campaign and the people that support him. This is not about him being factual or conservative or the right person. It's none of that. For a yeah. lot of them, it is stick it to D.C. It's screw those exactly. people, burn the bitch exactly. down. I don't care. I, exactly. and, and they want to be in the winter. That's what this is about. I don't, I don't know if John Kasich was actually at Lehman Brothers, what his status. But I got to tell you, when he slammed John Kasich, even though I'm not a Trump supporter, I was going, right on, burn the bitch down. Yes. 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 Yeah, I don't even know what it is. I it's mean, just some fact that he'd be able to get with him, too, that it's, just, it's resonating with people. I can't explain it. I mean, back when he announced his candidacy, I was the first to say he's, he's a fake candidate. It's a caricature of what a, a GOP candidate should be. But somehow, by the grace of God or whomever, he's resonated with people. It's a contra movement. And the question is whether people will, the timing with which people will or won't ever say, all right, we've used Donald Trump as a vehicle to beat the living snot out of these rhinos. Now let's think about who we're actually going to marry. You know, we've we've dated. You know, I love dating this person. You know, it's great. But I don't want to marry him, you know. And, And so will that question occur when or not? That's a great analogy, Jay. We're going to get a quick break in. We'll uh, come back, get some more of your calls. 888 It's the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to reactions and analysis of the debate. The Blaze Radio Network. This is a special post-debate presentation, reaction and analysis of the GOP debate. All right, right back to the phone lines, 888 To Denver now, and Jay, Jay, you are on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for holding, man. Good evening, gentlemen. Uncle Severin, thanks for taking the call. Hey. How are you doing? Couple, good, man. couple things here. I feel like political Rambo tonight, running around my house, high-fiving everybody after Huckabee endorses <laughs> Trump. I mean... <laughs> Don't worry. I know. I know you guys are over there talking about Cruz. I'm going to get to that. Just, just hear me out for a second. Cruz or um, Trump wins this because of Huckabee, first of all, 
And the fact that he slams the moderators with winning the negotiation about yeah, the true. time of the debate is priceless. Now, that was priceless. As a, as a certified ex-hostage negotiator for the FBI, whoever called a few minutes ago saying Trump hasn't answered anything, the first part of negotiation is to not talk about your negotiation. So people need to get that out of their head. Trump What's the second part of negotiation? Is that also don't – is the second part also don't talk about the negotiation? <laughs> well, why, why would you show your cards to Mexico? I wouldn't. No, you're right. Yeah. I know what you're saying. I'm just giving you the business. Cruz is the best candidate, no doubt. I think Cruz would be the best president. Amen. The only person that can beat Hillary is, is Trump because of his money and his metaphorical nuts. That's it. If it was Cruz and Hillary, Hillary is going to beat Cruz. He cannot keep up with Hillary. The only one who is outlandish enough to hang with Hillary is Trump. You know what, so, Jay? You you might be right that the the non political correct one in today's world may be the one that actually wins. Thanks so much for your call, buddy. Got to skate, yep. Jay Severin. It's been a pleasure this evening, sir. I'm guessing you will uh, continue this analysis tomorrow in your program. Oh, guys, I I miss you and love you, and it's a treat, uh, supreme, to get to work with you again. Yes, I mean, I I, I what you expect me to go to sleep now? I mean, <laughs> I, can I? Can I just start? Can we do Jay's kids and stay on marathon till listen, 6 a.m.? Listen, just pull up that junior debate and listen to Rick Santorum stuff. You'll be right to sleep, okay? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Coming up tomorrow morning on the Blaze Radio Network, we'll have our winner of the Immortal Nicholas, the signed copy of Glenn Beck's new book. That's coming up tomorrow morning on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to reactions and analysis of the GOP debate. The Blaze Radio Network. <laughs>